Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Show Up with Christine Chang podcast. I'm very excited. Today we have Shining on the show. She's one of my favorite people on this planet. She's a comedian, content creator, professional shit talker. (laughs) A.K.A. unemployed. (laughs) You might have seen her on TikTok. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Thank you for inviting me. You look so professional. Yeah, I got to dress apart for today's topic. (laughs) You already see the title now, so (laughs) I got put my most expensive shit on myself <laughs> to pull this title off. <laughs> well, today, well, we were actually pretty fancy the other night, too. We went oh, to yeah. the Unforgettable Gala. It was both our first time. I, I call it like the Asian Emmy Awards. It was yeah. at the Beverly Hilton. It was super fun to celebrate Asians in entertainment just because I don't know about you, but growing up, I was never encouraged to pursue entertainment or be in media. It was always very practical. Mm-hmm. Was it like that for you as well? Like I think in Asian culture in general, like entertainment or pursuing liberal arts or any sort of that path is uh, not okay. <laughs> yeah. But um, why do you think that? I think because our culture, we we you know like this typical stereotypical things doctor engineers and lawyers and things like that because our parents or uh grandparents didn't have the opportunity to pursue that and also like the prestige of it like oh my kid went to harvard you know it's like almost like we as a accessories to them like for when they get together so they can compete oh totally with each other yeah, yeah they care so much and with entertainment they don't care until you're like actually oh, famous yeah, or like yeah, walking yeah. the red carpet or you work with someone famous that's when my mom's like because when i left the bay area to move to la i said i'm gonna pursue photography i love photography what do chinese parents hear like my daughter's going to go be an artist and be poor. poor. (laughs) (laughs) And until she saw it, it took me like two and a half, three years to really get it going. And until I built a reputation for myself. And then I started photographing for celebrities like Clint Eastwood and Jane Fonda. That's when she's like sending it to her family members. Look at what Lou Christine photographed. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much what I did. Because the video you filmed of me. (laughs) So we were on the red carpet. She's like, I got to get some content to show my dad. I made it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had no chills and I went up to celebrities and then take pictures and send it to my parents. (laughs) You are so good at that because I actually think that's what people should do. Because I think a lot of people, they act like too cool. Of course, we recognize certain people and like you want to be cool or whatever. I always appreciate when people have come up to me and said like, oh, I listened to your podcast or, you know, like, I love your work. I'm like, that's so nice. And I think about all the times I recognize someone, but I've never said anything yeah. to them. My intention was to take as many pictures for content <laughs> and send it to my parents. Like, hey, I made it. <laughs> Get off my back now. <laughs> I love it. So what do they think of you being a comedian? Um, I, I don't think they know what that is. Um. <laughs> I, I think to them, it's like a clown-ish <laughs> shit. Like the, the way I am now, I think they pushed me too hard to be a ladylike. Like my grandparents, well, my, my grandfather, he came from a wealthier family in China. and But then during Cultural Revolution, they took every shit away. <laughs> yeah. um, but he always wanted me to be a lady and the way like I walked and dressed and things like that. And they pushed me a little too hard. And now I'm in the opposite direction. Like yeah. so, <laughs> all, all this shit. <laughs> Rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> but that is what happens yeah. when you try to box someone in yeah. like that. They do become rebellious. It's not good for kids kids yeah like similar to like a a christian or catholic girls yeah and they go to the don't go to college and say yeah go wild (laughs) (laughs) yeah this was uh in my bit but yeah i can share because i've already posted online (laughs) like one of my college girlfriends she she was raised conservative christians and she was so afraid of hell she only had anal (laughs) Put that clip there. It's going to go viral. 
<laughs> it always has the biggest laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, well, we're here today because we're going to talk about growing up wealthy. I think this is an important topic to talk about. Money in general should be something that people talk about because it impacts you, your relationships, how you see the world, how you show up in the world. And a lot of people have a lot of emotions tied to money, shame or whatever. And I have had to work through things. I'm still working through things. But I think acknowledging, would you consider, I, this is such a weird question to ask someone, you know, like, <laughs> did you grow up wealthy? But it's just a question. Did you grow up wealthy? Well, let's clarify some shit. Okay. Um, I'm Compton rich, not Beverly Hill rich. <laughs> like I can go to Walmart and act like a G and don't look at price and buy shit. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> our, our, uh, my family is, uh, I guess, wealthy enough that I didn't have to worry about money, rent, where you're going to live, where am I going to live, and and I knew from early age that I'm going to be moving here to the United States to study, to, you know, all that. But not like super rich. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's, a, <laughs> well, that's a good um, thing to define is like what you consider wealthy, because I guess different people have different definitions of it. I guess I mean, I define wealthy as like you you don't have to worry about money, but also like technically like, you wouldn't have to work. Yeah. And you would be fine. That is, that is what I consider wealthy. So, and, and I think a lot of people who do grow up rich are like that. It's kind of like you're not supposed to say, to acknowledge that you have money. But I just view it as it just is. You know, it, no one has a problem with people saying like, oh, I grew up poor. Or we're middle class, da, da, da. But if someone's like, oh, yeah, we grew up wealthy, it, it sounds like you're showing off or something. Yeah. But it's just like that is someone's life. Like you see those shows like Bling Empire and the the amount they're spending on clothes and stuff. But it's that is like normal for them. That is their life. And, you know, it does impact. I realized like when I dated and the way that I see the world and my friendships and things and values, mm. the way I grew up definitely had a big impact on that. And I did grow up wealthy, but I think my family didn't, um, they didn't act rich. Yeah. Did you go to private school? A uh, little bit. Yeah. Oh, so you did yeah. go to private, yeah, like yeah. high school? Yeah, uh, junior high. Okay. Junior high. Yeah. Did you ever go to boarding school? Oh, uh, no. Okay. No. But they, they sent you away after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At some point. All the way here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never went to private school. It was always public school. Like travel was always very, my parents are practical. Mm. So nothing was ever flashy. Like none of the Prada name brand stuff. Um, cars are very practical yeah. as well. What about your family was, could your taste is like, you're like you're not the label brand label person, but I can tell, even my friend April who met you on Saturday, yeah. she could tell she's like she has really like rich people taste. Oh, <laughs> April, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> Where it's low key. Well, like what would you consider? Like it's like low key. Well, like, you could tell it's nice, but it's kind of understated. Yeah, I try. My my mom, she has really good taste and. And she joked about it. She said, if it wasn't for you, I'd be a model. <laughs> yeah, as uh, Asian parents try to like gaslight you, <laughs> like, I sacrificed this much to you. You better, you know, listen to me. Then. But yeah, my mom and I have good relationship. Yeah, the, the brand label and stuff. Um, I don't know if you watched or, or heard about the show Born Rich. Mm -mm. It's a documentary. Uh, done by like a third generation Johnson and Johnson um, kid, he filmed a lot of his circles of friends, like a third or fourth generation kids, and their struggles too. And uh, like it's a little sneak peek to real wealthy and old money families, mm -hmm. and they don't they don't wear name brands. No. They don't have anything that shows logo or anything. You won't even tell. It's like a Bill Gates type of you know? well because yeah. you don't want the attention exactly. on you exactly right and also you don't have anything to, pr to exactly. prove really and I, I remember like this one thing where like they had some sort of a, a event private event and uh, one of the guys he's obviously a new money but I I don't know there was just, like a subtle difference that they can tell. He was wearing like a, a puffy ja jacket, but it's a little too puffy. And uh, the other guy made fun of him. 
And he's like, your yeah, new money? Cause, Cause yeah, cause new, yeah, cause yeah, uh, the old money is like they value um, like uh, pieces that pass down through generations, mm-hmm. and you can like the shirt is like more for like. I don't know. I'm making shit up like 200 years. <laughs> <laughs> Passed on from generation. You get my point. So, um, yeah, when you see people who have all the logos on the on them, that's 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 a red flag. Girls, if you want to go for like real rich guys, no. Real rich guys do not uh, wear those expensive shit that's recognizable. Also, they are polite and um, they are cheap. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, they calculate really their people. money. Yes, yeah, they 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 don't act like oh, I'm gonna pay for this table, that table. They don't act like that. Yeah, my yeah. Uh, one of my good friends, she works on private jets for a lot of the billionaires, and she does. She's like, they're cheap, they're cheap. Yes. I'm like, they. It's probably like some of them. It's how they make their money. I'm like, you don't you don't just stop like looking at your finances after you make money. Like that is ingrained in you, or is passed down. Which was, I felt like it was taught to me that my parents, like, maybe because they struggled. So they're immigrants, right? So I inherited, like, some of their trauma. And, like, that, that's why I actually still have a good work ethic hustle is because they, I watched them, you know, yeah. build their businesses and what they had to do to survive and make it in the States and give my sister and I, like, a, a, a better life. Um, I forgot what I was where I was going. With That's this. fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I I value your work ethic. That's something like I I don't really have. I, <laughs> I just I don't I I I'm I don't have ambition. I don't I, I don't have like a goal or something I need to have. And even with work, I yeah, it's like I just go with how I feel and and. If I feel productive that day, I can just crank in and do all the work. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't have a schedule or goal or anything like that. I'm just like a very in the uh, feelings. Yeah, <laughs> but you're you're a happy woman. That, I mean, that's the. I think that's the most important. Yeah. If you feel good, but okay, wait. Let's talk about the, the no ambition though, because how were you raised that? you I mean, that means just it also means you're secure because I, I will admit that my drive comes from I, I've done a lot of personal growth and healing so it's better now so I actually feel like I'm less ambitious now because I have less to prove I actually don't yeah. care and so that's mm-hmm. why I'm like is this making me less ambitious because when I was younger I was raised to feel like not good enough and my value was in how much money are you bringing in can you build something can you produce something like we were in gymnastics and you know you're pushed and now I just like I don't have anything to prove I do I, I don't worry about money because of you know like how I was raised but the, the family that I come from um, we have properties like it's it's fine and so I so for you yeah. Sorry, I'm talking about myself a lot. No, no problem. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you don't um, have anything the, to prove. I mean, that's a healthy, that's <laughs> healthy place to be. I'm just like I, like a really weird kid, and uh, um, I think I, I never did really well in school. You know how competition is like in Asia, oh, yeah. East Asian, like Japan, Korea, and China. You have to go to good school and college and a good job and that's the only path yeah and and then i think um i i never did really well in school and my parents just kind of give up on me (laughs) (laughs) this is not a joke but they did like coming here in america is uh their last resort for me oh because they they knew like there's no way i can make it out in china the competition is just too real it's like real life squid game and wait so what was the like when they sent you away was there friction between you and them when they sent you away or was it just not pretty healthy like more a practical decision more practical because i i think because i i knew uh from early age and this is where i was just that that, that that's where i will be going so i never really thought too much about it because some of our family friends and then also um a lot of uh, the friends I went to school with and then my uh, my parents' friends' kids and all that all, co- like, go move out of China. Yeah, like, either Europe or Australia were here. Mm-hmm. So it's, 
yeah, I, I never thought too much about it. It wasn't no friction or anything like that. And then my my dad, uh, he's, I, I don't know if he might be the only Chinese parent or, or you know, parents who don't, didn't push me to pursue a traditional, like, doctor, engineer, or lawyer. He knew, he knew I was, <laughs> no way I was going to make it. And so I, I moved to, I went to school at Georgia State University in Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out. <laughs> go Panthers. <laughs> and it, and I, originally, I wanted to go to Emory, a, a private mm-hmm. school for, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, because I, I watched a forensics file, and I want to be a forensics technician. <laughs> and I, so I told my dad, and I said, I want to go. And then he said, No, shut up! Like you're, you're, you're not gonna be able. Do you know the amount of work that's involved in that? You, like you don't have work ethic. <laughs> and and it was disappointing uh, to hear that, but I think. Um, I think it all plays out all right because I am me now, and uh, um, and all like the uh, the rejections were from you know my parents and you know childhood trauma that kind of stuff. And now I'm healed, and in all these experiences, I value them. I don't look at it as good or bad or, oh, what would happen if I pursued doctor or doing this or that or did different things. And I, I stopped that mentality now because it's not helping me. And I feel like now I'm in the present, I can do, and, and then also like I'm extremely lucky that I don't have to worry about money or work for money. So I have all this time and I can do what I want to do. So that really helped me to get over that. Oh, my parents didn't believe in me and they don't approve of me to do this. I don't know if that has anything to do with lack of ambition. (laughs) Yeah, I doubt it. Um, I, I did have friends who came from nothing and, uh, they worked their ass off. And I really respect that. And the, the, the thing I couldn't, the, the friendship kind of fell apart was because they would, um, it, it, like every, every problem I have or everything I want to bring up in the conversation, it all ended up in like, oh, because you grew up rich. Because you this, because then you act like this. And or if I feel sad about some stuff or depressed about some stuff, they would say shit like the fuck you're depressed about. You have everything that people want to work for. And and you you just you were born into it. Yeah, you shouldn't be depressed about this shit. It's, It's it's disrespectful when your friends think like that it's it's really hard to you know keep that friendship going absolutely it's sad it's sad uh you you know the friendship fell apart because of that it it is it's always super sad we that actually should be acknowledged more is when friendships end it's it's super hurtful and takes a long time to heal from oh yeah I, i love that you touched on that though because you know, I do feel like the way someone grows up, if someone grows up similar to you, there's a higher chance that they understand, right? Like how you think and you kind of see the world kind of sim- similarly. So Pete and I, like socioeconomically, he was born and raised in New Jersey, East Coast, me in the Bay Area, San Carlos, California. But when I went to visit his hometown, his parents still live there, it looks freakishly similar to where I grew up his parents values are very similar to my parents because they are they're white but they're they're immigrant um Scottish and Poland um like his mom came over when she was like three so the work ethic all that was very similar and so I would say there's some ease there Mm -hmm. versus if um you grew up like completely different or if someone some people are naturally just very empathetic and open-minded that like that is a common assumption people have is like oh just because you're wealthy you shouldn't have certain emotions and like you shouldn't have problems. (laughs) It doesn't matter what you have fame or where you are. Like people have problems and they're sad sometimes and they complain sometimes. And I think it's absolutely valid. And I think the, that's the thing is I, I just feel like with um, why money has such a big impact is possibly 
the only people who would understand that or maybe people who would yeah. were raised similar to you in that, yeah. you know, they, they wouldn't say something like that, like that to you. Yeah. Like why, like you're only like this because or why are you complaining because? Exactly. My, my husband is actually the complete opposite of me. Okay. Yeah, yeah let's he, talk about yeah, let's talk about this. Yes. Let's see husband. Okay. Um Tell my husband uh, is from Harlan, Kentucky. That's like uh, the North Korea of America. <laughs> it's got like 3000 people. Okay. Coal miners. Extremely poor and uh like he grew up in a trailer. Wow. Yeah. So you guys grew up different. Okay, so tell me, how does... Because you've been together over 10 years. 11 years. 11 years. Okay, so how does this... Like, did you ever um, encounter any communication or understanding challenges? No, like I just... Uh, so we met in Beijing. Uh, <laughs> Is he an Asian file? Has he dated an Asian before you? Uh, I think... Uh, one or two? Okay. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I, we don't talk about our dating histories that much. Oh, you don't? Okay. Yeah, but, um, but I just know he knows how to use chopsticks really well when we first met. I didn't have to teach him that. <laughs> okay. And uh, so I said, oh, I got to thank your ex-girlfriend for that, teaching you it's this. True. So I don't have to teach you this. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when we first met, he's just uh, really refreshing. He He's just very confident. And uh, his confidence comes from his hard work and his expertise in his areas of uh, work. And he, he didn't care about, you know, Hollywood life or like, you know, dressed apart or, you know, uh, looking really good. He, he just doesn't care about it. But he also doesn't feel like, oh, he needs to talk down on on, on them like it's just a very mature he's not mindset yes exactly he he's raised on love his parents uh raised him really well oh by the way i i i think I, i've been in this country for over almost two decades i've been east coast west coast traveled road trip all all, all over i've i've dated a few <laughs> many <laughs> I feel the best quality men here um, are raised uh, conservative but with a liberal heart liberal mindset so he's 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 like that and and yeah I remember when we first met I was still in my early 20s and I you know, valued, you know, like I was a material girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't you know, name my purse or, you know, just call my purse like, oh, no, Chanel and this and that. <laughs> and then he's like, what Chanel? Like, uh, your dog? Like, he, he doesn't even know what <laughs> Chanel is. But I mean, now he knows. It, but he doesn't care yeah. all of that stuff. I like that he humbles me. And he showed me what real love is. The the uh, real past relationships I've had are are toxic, like fiery and all that. And I thought that was love. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to feel excited. You you're supposed to you know uh, uh, feel anxious. Oh, where is he at? You know, like oh, why isn't, hasn't he texted me back? Like, bitch, you just texted him like a five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I was like that. And then with him, it, it was always at ease and very mature conversation. And when I acted out, he kind of just sit back and watched and then <laughs> treated, treated me like a kid. <laughs> and then so after, you know, I vent and bitch and I just complain a whole bunch of nonsense shit. And then I sat down and then and then he's like, OK, was that necessary? He would use really calm tone, and I just felt really comfortable with him. And then I could be myself. And then he guided me to how to have a healthy uh, mindset on things. And then he's really good at problem solving. And so, I don't know, maybe he looked at me as a problem. So he's like, <laughs> okay, I, I can solve her. I, <laughs> I can deal with her. <laughs> it just, I respect him. That's... Something was very different than my past relationships. You and didn't respect those guys? I didn't. Um, well, yeah, now that I look back, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, think, uh, I didn't think so. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe because, yeah, it was too toxic. With him, he's a little older, four years older than me. I don't know if that has something to do with that. But um, I like older men. It just, now I think, think about it, I think it's just more mature men who are very emotionally stable. Yes. Yeah, so. I find that really sexy, too. Did you ever go after the passionate, fiery guy? Have you ever dated one? Yeah. I think that's a young, yeah. when you're younger thing. When but I when, was younger, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I see guys, like, of course, everyone's entitled to have emotions and, like, flip out once in a while. But when a guy does is not grounded and not that raw, because I view that more as, like, stable, masculine. I'm the crazy one, mm-hmm. you know? But so when he's working, I'm just like, this isn't going to work. There's no space for, like, yeah. two of these people in a relationship. Exactly. But uh, when you were younger, you don't know that. But I did, I did, yeah. yeah. It's, learn. Yeah, it's, but it's necessary to date more. And then through these relationships, you then you know what you want in the next relationship. What you value. Yeah, what your value. And then, yeah, we were going to talk about how, like, I guess, growing up rich and how (laughs) dating life, how it impacts Mm -hmm. dating life. So with uh, my current husband, when we met, he he had negative money with a whole lot of student debts and all that, credit card debts and stuff. And he made very little money. But I see, because I didn't have to worry about money. It allowed me to see through all that and then see the core value of that person and then the uh, the, the characters of this man. Yes, he might not have money now, but I just res- I respect his work ethic and then his drive. And then, yeah, he, the, him as a, as a person, as a, uh, his characters, I respect. Yeah, and then he made me feel really calm and then taught me what healthy love is. So for me, that's more valuable than his current, you know, status or, you know, wealth or whatever. But the the thing was, he was too comfortable with the position and the company he was at. At that time in his life, he needed uh, somebody to push him. And then so it just, I guess, right timing and so I pushed him and made him realize uh, how smart he is. And then, like, I, I kept telling him, God, fuck you're doing in Kentucky for. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kentucky people. <laughs> I, I, I love hillbillies and rednecks, though. <laughs> Y'all more authentic than, um, you know, Hollywood. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, yes, he, he was, uh, um, where was that? Um, you, what, what are you doing living in Kentucky? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and then um, he, he's just really, really smart. So I pushed him and I said, oh, there's no future here. Like you're engineer and you're, you're passionate about it. You are like a big fish swimming in a small pond. And like, get the fuck out of there. You, you need to go to the ocean. <laughs> Silicon Valley. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, I pushed him to, to move. Uh, out of Kentucky to move, yeah, to move to Silicon Valley. And now he's, you know, working at one of the most up and coming company. And then his company went public. Amazing. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't know, uh, like, this is where he was going to be. But um, I want to say this to women out there, men who have those characters will, like, will, thrive it's um it might be it might be um easier to invest your time (laughs) with men who have real good characters yeah instead of just you know go after the guy who already there yeah and i mean there's some rich guys who their spending habits like suck you know like that's not a good quality not good quality so okay so what are some of these characters characteristics you you said like the work ethic i agree 100% by the way and uh pete is very similar in the, in that why i yeah. chose him okay so work ethic would you say purpose driven um yeah or uh, like a duty i would say a duty du- yeah, they feel responsible a du- yeah, yeah yeah responsible they feel a duty and um like they want to do well pete yes. yeah pete is is a workaholic as well my dad was and i asked for it 
but be careful what you ask for because there's always the flip side. Because I'm, I'm like, you're working all the time, but I'd rather have that than someone than the opposite way, you know. So, what else would you say characteristics? Um, just the grounded. You said grounded, very self-aware, good uh, leader. When I say good leader, I mean when there's uh, you know like shit hits the fan and something it you know is terribly wrong with a big project he is always the one who takes all the blames takes responsibility take responsibilities and then uh, in front of his team and then he doesn't throw anyone under the bus and then but when there's a big praise from you know like the, the the investors and all that and 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 the balls he will always be the last like he he pushed the his team members up front when there's they do something real good or receive the price and he will always oh it's you know it's not just me isn't this that that one and he will recognize the effort that his team put in so i really like that that's like that's sexy that's made me wet. yeah that, <laughs> like that. i'm attracted to integrity kindness yeah humble humble and then uh and responsible person yeah and you were saying that and I love because I, I don't have none of that. <laughs> like sometimes I, I don't want to return the shopping cart back to its place. It's like I'm too lazy to but do it. But he'll do it. But he'll do it. Yeah. But he'll do it. But he doesn't make me feel bad about it. He'll just <laughs> he yeah. sees me just put random shit to the shelf and not where it belongs, <laughs> and then he'll just go after me quietly. and grab me quietly, oh. and and then it, it makes me feel. Like an asshole? Yeah, like an asshole, like a <laughs> shit. But if he, you know, lectured me, then it's like, the fuck? I wouldn't take that well. Right. But he shows me what is like to be yes. a socially responsible person. <laughs> yes, the not judgmental. Pete also inspires me in, in this way and always say, if I could be a little bit more like him, just like a good human yeah. And the things he values, it's always like very simple, right? Like what's going to matter in the end? Like when you're on your deathbed, what yeah. are you going to be thinking about? Yeah. You know, he has his close group of guy friends. They meet up religiously twice a week. He bikes to their houses. It's so cute. They play soccer and like waters plants, plays with our dog. It's the simple stuff. So he always like reels me back in when I get too crazy with my ideas, you know, because yeah. it's good to have balance. Like I, I do want to do all like fun stuff with my career, Hollywood entertainment, all those things. But at the same time, like what is truly fulfilling and what actually matters in the end? Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like we're very similar. <laughs> and yeah, the, the marriage dynamic is very similar. Like I, I have crazy ideas too. And he's always like, okay, let's just do this. Problem solver. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> sit back in. I love it. So, okay. He was, okay. He was in debt when you first met. Could you see what his relationship was with money though, even though he was in debt? Because um, some people are okay being in debt and they're always in debt, like forever. Was there so what did he do that you could see like he will pull himself out of this? This is a temporary thing or he's not as great with investment or money management as me. He does the uh, bare minimum of common sense. Do not spend more than you make. That's that is yeah. so simple. <laughs> it's the bare minimum. And a lot a lot of people don't follow that though. My mom like she put that in our head. She's like, if you don't have the money, you don't spend it. Exactly. And so, like, don't get the BMW if you can't afford, you know, the monthly payments and, like, you don't own, invest, like, you don't own a home yet or anything, then don't get it. Yeah. yeah. And then he, he did his own um, self-help work when he was younger. And he knew his parents didn't have money. And uh, he just uh, worked really hard and then he had to spend less than what he made. And yeah. then he also opened up to me and he said there was time he just felt really depressed. Like he was younger and all his friends could afford a go date or bar hopping and doing all this. And then he had to make extra money. And then uh, it Obviously, as a normal person, you felt that resentment or, I guess, jealousy or something. But he pushed himself through that. And, yeah, he did his own self-improvement work early on. And then he did a lot of uh, workouts 
uh, not anymore. <laughs> He's got a little bare belly, but that's fine. <laughs> and, oh, another thing is when you keep when you when you have that um, respect for the core value of that person, it really doesn't matter what he does. You still attract it to that person. Like if he gets. I don't know, a little fatter, or we fart in front of yeah. each other. Like none of this stuff make me feel unattracted to him because we we like each other's core, your, your beliefs and core, yeah, yeah. Values. And then also like um, we keep evolving as individual, and uh, that's very sexy. Oh, growth. Yeah, growth. Yeah, personal. Wanting to grow. Yeah, wanting to to grow, and that's a very important thing to keep. A marriage fresh or you know the sparks <laughs> yeah yeah it's just you need to be constantly uh not make yourself attractive it's just you it, you know you you find something you love to do and you keep doing that pursuing that and uh that's naturally very attractive i'm attracted to his passion he yeah he has different interests and even though like it's all nerd shit even though I don't understand none of the board game stuff or tournament that he, he you know, wants to go. But like when he talks about it, I love the spark in his eyes when yes. he talks about like his work and this new project. And then and I'm like, OK, OK, I'm thinking about it. I was like, I don't know what the fuck you were talking about. Some of this DC, AC current or something <laughs> <laughs> like EV car shit. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, him you, you look passionate. I am. I'm here for you this. You can feel that. Him yeah. and Pete need to hang out because Pete's obsessed with board games oh. as well. Do you, does yeah. he play Scythe? No, no he plays no. Uh, D&D and then okay. the Star Wars. Uh, okay. X-Wing. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday we were having dinner and um, I was talking, I uh, was talking like, oh, I, could, I think I can do this. Maybe we can move to LS and do this. Like, you know, like I, I, I didn't think I could um, enjoy the, the, especially the gala thing. You had before, fun. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> before I, I, I came here, I was like, one of those fucking Hollywood bullshit, no fake ass people doing something like a party shit. Like, I'm a comedian. I'm with the people, not with them. <laughs> the, and I, and, I, and yeah. you drink you drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I didn't even put that much of uh, thought on the dress. And it was just one of the dresses I had. And then I went in the uh, went in there in the show and everybody is just like, you know, looking killing it. Amazing. Amazing. And I'm like, oh, okay, I think I can do this. <laughs> like I fit in naturally. <laughs> I can host this. You, I can <laughs> Yes. You I can totally see you hosting yeah. galas. Yeah. And all of a sudden I have this ambition. Because I see it now. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, and so I was, you know, we were just uh, talking during dinner. And then he said, hmm, I don't know if I can do this. Because he's not like a Hollywood person. Mm -hmm. And I said, yo, don't make this to break our marriage. Because <laughs> whatever it is, like, we need to support each other. And then he's like, okay, when well, you can make enough money so I don't have to work. There, yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll get there. I, yeah, I really believe it yeah he, he he would be doing a whole lot better house uh, uh, like a husband work than i <laughs> yeah i would yeah like hypothetically like if you had kids like he would be the more oh yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> he is you. especially <laughs> with our dog too mm -hmm. and yeah he's more responsible like uh, feeding and stuff and sometimes i forget to feed <laughs> the, the dog. dog yeah <laughs> and then he gets upset with me <laughs> it's like that's my baby yeah yeah so um what was i talking about oh, oh moving to la yeah, yeah moving to la and yeah and then, and then he said oh the nerd shit okay it's, it's a loop now i remember the conversation <laughs> <laughs> and then i said don't let this to break our marriage because you know i i, I kind of enjoy this shit yeah and then he said you know what i think um if i come here i i can find my own circle my nerd circle yeah pete he, yeah he would <laughs> he, he he's he loves uh D D. 
Okay. In that, I'll that ask, show. Okay. I'll, um, I'll ask Pete about I that. I don't remember I don't the name of it. But um, yeah, he he watches their podcast, their show religiously. He said okay. he will do anything to get on that show. Oh, so cute. I, Dude, I love nerds. Yeah. It's so attractive to me because when you're too cool for school, like you're not comfortable showing your enthusiasm, yeah. enthusiasm for something. Yeah. Like I don't find that attractive. I find people who are really genuine mm-hmm. and they can show with their excitement that they like something. Yeah. And and like uh, nerds who, who was raised right because they are some closet asshole yeah <laughs> yeah yeah nerds and it's all about like oh women's rights and all that like when 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 uh i don't know i, I guess the the term is like a, a beta male or whatever i don't know what that means but anyways it's like they they maybe got rejected uh back in school because of being nerdy or geek and then they develop uh, later on when they got rich or something they developed this hatred towards women oh yes and they would insult yeah, you know that? incel, incel, but uh, yeah, yeah, probably, term? yeah, kind, kind of like, kind of like that, kind of like that type. Yeah, I'm not keeping up with the terms, <laughs> but uh, those type of men, yeah, that's not uh, attractive to me at all. I'd rather be with a broke ass guy who you know just had just didn't have a, enough luck yet. But uh, have a healthy outlook in the world and then just focus on themselves instead of hate women who only date rich guys or, you Bitter. know, why, yeah, why is this, you know, unfair, like uh, fuck the uh, uh, capitalism shit, whatever, you know, the, the woke uh, signaling ways to say things. Yeah, I, I, I don't find that. Partic- particular group attractive. <laughs> I don't think I would. I can't see anyone being like, I love that. But maybe they're also activists and like, like yeah. doing this, yeah. this stuff together. <laughs> yeah. And, and then usually the men who talk the most shit about women, like going after their, you know, wealth or whatever, mm-hmm. are 100% like poor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not discriminating poor people. I'm just saying. <laughs> Like, you know, you got nothing for a women to go after for. Like, then why are you, like, what are you bitching about? Y- like, you, you have to have something to yeah, offer. It exactly. doesn't, women don't go after guys just for money. Well, maybe there is a small percentage that are, okay, gold diggers. I will acknowledge that. But you just need to bring something to the table. Yeah. Emotional yeah. intelligence. Do you understand women? Exactly. Do you make an effort <laughs> Exactly. And, and to be fair, like I, I'm, I don't want to be like called a men hater. I uh, personally have girlfriends who have like dated rich guys or like uh, old money. When they come to me and bitch about their situations, I get upset with them, too. And the bitch, that was what you want. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. So obviously no one is fucking perfect. Right. You it, if your priority is rich and then their lifestyle yes Uh, obviously they ain't gonna have the time to fucking go out with you all the time or care about your feelings it's everything is transactional it's like what can you bring to this table is that you can't have it all so you either change the um particular particular guys that you're attracted to or stop bitching because that's what you wanted you'll have what you want you yes everything that you choose again has the other side to it and a lot of men who do who are super wealthy they have a lifestyle that they've built and they get choice so a lot of them I personally, because I'm a difficult person and I'm very particular as well, because they're very particular with how they like things and they usually call the shots. So usually what's more compatible for them is someone who's really easygoing that can let them do them. And um, it's like the guys that like we like gives them the space, you know, supportive in that way. Mm-hmm. I, I find them to be a little difficult. That's for me. You know, just get really clear on what is most important to you. And I love that you said the core values will draw you to someone because there is a pyramid, I forgot what it's called, of like values and beliefs is at the top and then it trickles down to like the near the bottom is like lifestyle stuff. Mm -hmm. When If you start from the top, everything else is workable. Mm -hmm. But if you start at the bottom with like you choose someone because of lifestyle things, you can't change someone's core beliefs. People, yes, they can change 
but that's mm-hmm. if they decide they want to, yeah. right? You can't you go can't up. change. You can't go up. So no. go from the top. Those things are most important and then look at the other stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh agreed. Um no shade to people who go after, you know, like money status. You just need to know your priorities. And it's all, you know, in I have this bit and it's like I'm a yin yang bitch. Everything is balance. And there's no like it's a double edged sword. If you go after this particular, you know, guy, then he might have a different thing that you don't like. Mm-hmm. But the way that you can change him or mold him the way you want him to be. Same with guys with how they treat us. They can't change. Like my husband, from the get-go, he understands. He can't get in the way of me being me. So all he can do is kind of, you know, guide me if I'm too all over the place and then ground me. But he had learned to not express his judgment and then let me go through experience uh you know or make mistakes and then I can learn that value on my own even though he he has learned it even though he really wanted to tell me oh don't do this or that but he understands for me to grow I have to do this and then you know go through this on my own to learn the real lesson I guess that's so beautiful yeah Yeah, that acceptance and giving the space he must be very patient very patient yeah that quality if you can relate to shining and I like you can see yourself (laughs) in us like this kind of personality what is compatible is you need a guy who's patient whether he's rich or he's in debt or he's the entrepreneurial or not patience is something to look for and my therapist told me this the first time I went to therapy I asked because she had known me for a few months Mm -hmm. I was like so what do you think like emotionally what would be compatible for me Mm -hmm. and the first thing she said was someone who is patient oh yeah and it's my favorite thing about Pete yeah yeah uh, definitely like I I'm very impatient yeah oh me too (laughs) yeah so like he's he's we have the same core values but like behaviorally he's just a lot more mature and and I can just rely on I 100% trust him he uh inspires me to want to be oh that that responsible and then you know like that uh mentally stable (laughs) the way he because you know I get uh, I, I saw this meme like I was like oh my god this is me like every little inconvenience I get upset (laughs) <laughs> that but, used to be you or yeah. still you uh, <laughs> no. some, 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 sometimes i i, I i'm Are better you? you're better <laughs> i i haven't i haven't seen it yet like what's what's an example since you've been in la did something come up hmm let me yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it just very small things like uh yesterday before i text you um asked your recommendation of a place so uh, yeah so we woke up and then he's like oh so what do you want to do today and I was like, hmm, I want to, you know, just walk around and find me an area where it has, you know, cute little shops and then good food and, you know, modern museums and stuff like that. And then we can just walk around all day. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and then so he was looking and I got impatient and then I snapped and, mm. and at him. And then, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is good because uh, he he's not a simp. Yeah, he he. He tells me, hey, it, like, I, I, I kind of love it when he calls me out on my bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, that's very sexy. Absolutely. When he tells me, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. We, we, like, women like us, don't, we, we don't want someone we could steamroll. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, okay, okay. you <laughs> like, I support, you know, express your feelings. And so, and then, uh, yeah, and uh, I apologized. And then we kind of, you know, made up. And then so... And then I asked you, and then we we had a good time there. <laughs> I, I I think I figured him out too. Like for every maybe eight yeses, he he throws in a couple of no's, <laughs> <laughs> and he 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 just knows me really well. He knows how to pick his battle, mm-hmm. and um, he doesn't have to win in every argument. He doesn't tell me. Uh, how to be a normal, mature adult. He shows me how to be like that. 
and then shows me how to have a healthy fight. And so I really, yeah, love that about him. Because prior to him, different relationships I had, like, it's always like we try to win an argument. Yeah. Or like a keeping score. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I did this. And then he's like, oh, I did this. And then it's like, oh, you know, it's like then you 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 get into a very unhealthy um dynamic yeah so it's not it's not good and then also surprisingly he's very good at sex (laughs) (laughs) i love it It, we talked about sex if you go back to an older episode we talked a bit about sex but do you care to elaborate yes (laughs) (laughs) so so i know a lot of uh, you know women like me are concerned about dating a nerd like oh we love sex and like i can't not deal with boring ass sex (laughs) he's tell him what you want yeah and if a man who loves you uh, like treasures you will want to do things for you and uh, just have an open communication about that (laughs) (laughs) their desire to want to please you that is what to look for first yeah because there's some people important yeah some people might be initially really intuitive with like maybe like what you like and stuff but deep down they don't care to please you yeah you know what i mean they're just good at sex yeah also like okay this is might be the most important thing i love about him (laughs) Talk about moralities and characters and shit. Let's just be real. <laughs> it's big dick <laughs> and knows how to use it. <laughs> he makes sure I come every single time. Yeah, he, he cares. Uh, yeah, he cares. Yeah. I like, I, I just, was, I was like, what? Like, do you think about, like, your mother? Or what, what the, like, how could you last that long? Like, I get sore. Like, can we just stop? I had, like, six comes already. <laughs> <laughs> like what's your technique <laughs> yeah he just yeah I, I think he it really comes from like he cares about me and yeah. then pleasure me and yes. then um we yeah we like a two two ways it, it's not he's just not uh like all receiving mm-hmm. he's giving too yeah. so yeah generous generous yeah, yeah, yeah. me too Yes. Oh, he goes. To- <laughs> so real good. <laughs> That's an important quality. Someone yeah. who's generous. Yeah. And then um, as I'm getting older, I just kind of know men a lot better. Mm-hmm. And men are, I mean, simple mans are just simple. <laughs> yeah. They, they don't ask much from women. Like they don't care how much money you make or things like that. It just, I guess, genetically, they're not really built like that. This sounds like sexist or something, but um, I'm not saying all men. I'm just saying most men, like, do care about, oh, you look pretty, you know, sexy. And then, you know, like, sex don't stop after marriage. That's it. It's like, do I still suck dick after we get married? Yes. And that's it. That That's how to keep a man happy. And it's as simple as that. And then, um, keep them yeah, fed. like, yeah, keep them well, fed. Wait, and then, they uh, and then their belly's full and their balls drained. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> but if that's not your thing, pleasing a man, it's not your thing. It's it's fine. But it's just um, uh, from my personal experience with, you know, uh, 11 years together, still have sex and still love each other and respect each other is like that. And 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 then he doesn't ask much from me. And he's not coming home. He's like, oh, how come I'm fucking dirty laundries and then, you know, dishes. And then you're just sitting on your ass and watching podcasts and not doing shit. <laughs> While I'm out there and working my ass off 16 hours a day. He doesn't give me all any of that. And then so, like, in return, I like to make him happy. I'm just... I like to suck his dick real good. <laughs> <laughs> As reward. I know um some of my girlfriends who withhold sex as punishment and some men do that too I've yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah oh that's weird okay <laughs> it's giving small dick energy but okay <laughs> Betty. yeah but um yeah but i i don't believe that yeah i mean like yeah. yeah he doesn't ask much from me 
and just you know like suck <laughs> his dick once in a while and like you know feed him make him feel really good and then uh, be there when he's down and that's it like that's the bare minimum i can do <laughs> especially him working all this <laughs> hours i'm just doing whatever so but you too if you go to her tiktok if you're not familiar with shining your content is really good i mean oh, you say you i mean you're doing something yeah. you create content and i think because you you don't have to worry about like money and there's no pressure from your husband or anything. I think that's why your content is also so good. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I try. It's just, um, there's no like consistency and it's all in the feels. And I do want to elevate my career and push myself more. But like you mentioned earlier, like I feel I have everything already. I have uh, parents who love me, support me, they're healthy. And I have good uh, set of friends who humble me and call out my bullshit. And I have a husband who, you know, loves me too and respects me. And I, I really like that's all I want in life. And whether this career kicks off or not, or, you know, make it in L.A. or whatnot is like a cherry on top. Yeah. But it's not something I have to have. So I don't know if that um, justifies my laziness. <laughs> but to be honest, I don't, I don't work that much at all. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I, I write good um, bit and then my uh, video script and I did real good. And then I can just feel happy for two, three days without working. It's like, yeah, I did this thing. It went a little viral. It, I, I did good. I made people laugh. Yeah, I deserve to just lay there and watch you know, YouTube for eight hours a day. <laughs> but I, I do, I do, it, my, now my only, uh, in the back, uh, back of my head, my only drive is I want my husband to experience that, to experience doing fucking nothing, mm, to not worry about response. Yeah. That's really sweet. Yeah, like not worry about responsibilities and stress at all. And then just uh, like give him, be able, shit, I'm on my period. I'm crying now. <laughs> yeah. Aww. And 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 that's the only thing that um, like when I feel lazy and I think about that. And it's like, oh, um, he he works really hard so I can be lazy. And when can I give that back to him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, laziness is, you know, genetic disease. <laughs> 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 do we have tissues in here Armand, by chance yeah <laughs> no that's really sweet you're a sweet person that i gosh i feel bad i've never thought about this but actually i would love to see pete not stressed about work he likes working like duty wise but like i don't like seeing him stress and yeah that's I would love to give yeah. him that as well. Yeah. So yeah. a break. So that's, yeah. You know? Let's yeah. Take a break. Well, I think we're we're out of time. God, it's <laughs> I, can, I can talk to you yeah. forever. So yeah, we had we have talked about possibly doing a show together. So we'll see. We're we're gonna we're gonna talk some things. Yeah. And see. And if you think we should, please send us DMs and things like that. Because we produce content based on like what do you ask people like what what they like to consume or do you not care uh i I really don't give a fuck i make what i want to make and and i don't really care about it but um if if i made video that received too much like too polar opposite polarized yeah polarized yeah then i i kind of privatized i I don't want to get yeah when 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 i decided to do this i kind of have a little rules I don't get myself involved with online drama shit or don't, um, yeah. yeah, don't take down or talk down on someone who's already been canceled or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. don't do that. Yeah, basically just things I don't wish other people to do, do to me. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I know uh, being online can be very tough. And I'm so glad I started doing this in my mid-30s and not in my 20s. Can you that would imagine? me. Yeah, can you imagine that? Yeah. What if we were in our twenties doing this podcast? I, I think I would be wearing sunglasses. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be cool. I don't know what I would be saying, but also, yeah, the feedback. People are 
brutal. They're so mean. Yeah. They can be so mean. Yeah. I mean, that's when my um, narcissist side helps. When I see comments like that, and I just go, stupid ass, poor ass bitch, jealous of me. (laughs) (laughs) Then I feel, and I don't feel as, you know, uh, angry or affected affected. by sad by it. It's like, why would I be sad by someone who don't even have what I have? (laughs) I feel sad for you. (laughs) All right. Well, all right. All right. All right. We're going to go. We're going to go eat hot pot. I'm eating now. Because I, leading up to the gala, the three days before, I don't, oh, you didn't, I didn't get ready with you. So you didn't see because the dress was so tight. I couldn't, you look I, beautiful. You oh, should throw you. in some um, pictures. Up oh, there. thank you. Well, <laughs> you know, with life, you know, I just like, I look like shit 98% of the time. And so when I am dressed up, people are like, oh my God. <laughs> but it was so tight that I, I couldn't eat carbs and sugar for a few days. And I, I literally was eating asparagus like as a diuretic. Mm. And uh, like, it's not, the, not because I'm like trying to be skinny. I just, I really wanted to wear this Fitting dress and it was tailored to like fit so well. Yeah. And I couldn't in, even enjoy the gala dinner that much. I ate some of the steak, mm-hmm. but I'm like, fuck, dude. I, Cause it was starting to get tight. I'm like, I can't wear this. I'm like, do I care this much about how I look? Like next year I'm wearing a fucking caftan. Yeah. I'm not going to get her because the next morning, Vasavi and I, Vasavi was sitting at our table. We yeah. went out for, I'm like, I want to go to a diner and eat like a greasy ass <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. And I was so happy. So now we're going to eat pot pot and we're going to go get bloated. And I'm really yes. happy about that. <laughs> Let's do that. Awesome. Is there any last thing you want to say? Uh, not really. Just, you know, watch, uh, watch our podcast and then, um. Oh, where can people find you oh, if they want to find you? Yeah. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Um, I'm mainly active on TikTok. Shining, love, smile. Shining is, uh, you know, like the scary movie, The Shining. Love, L-U. Thank you for listening, everyone. If you've enjoyed the show, please give it five stars and write a review. It helps my rankings, and I really, really appreciate it. And if you're interested in my book to read or gift to a friend, it's called Show Up, Finding Love for Independent Women, and it's available on Amazon. Have a great day.